Blog Talk Radio. There is a watchman on the wall, bringing forth the written word of God to one and all. Are you getting ready? Will you stand or will you fall? Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the wall. Listen to the watchman on the Rise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. A new day has dawned. All over the earth, men and women are arising. It's time for the sons of God to awake. It is a day of justice, recompense, Restoration, revival, and resurrection power. as to what we're doing and why we did not uh, come on the air Wednesday and Thursday. So uh, before I get into that, I want to say good morning to all of you. Welcome. God bless you. Uh, What a strange, wacky world we live in. Uh, Once again, uh, Joe Biden has just overturned everything that happened in the Middle East and is uh, really pushing for that two-state solution and would not recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel uh, a visit with the Saudis, and everybody knows that the Saudis are very corrupt, and yet they are the largest exporters of oil in the world, and America needs to keep that relationship intact. So what's all that going to produce? Well, in times past, that has produced a lot of trouble, and it may be that with the combination of events that are swirling around our nation, that the trouble may be intensified. We do believe that. I absolutely personally believe that a woman is in travail and that her labor pains are about to uh, increase and intensify in every particular way. So uh, we've said that for such a long time, but we want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for everything. We want to give praise, glory, and honor to Jesus Christ and to our Father in heaven and for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we have been, as you know, very busy. Uh, This is not all we do. You know, we don't just, you know, our life is not about coming on radio 
uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, we far uh, transcend that uh, during the week. We do a lot of other things from counseling to deliverance to uh, Bible studies on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, as you know. But we're also preparing and we're also working hard to get things accomplished and get things uh, ready to go. And so uh, there's a lot on the schedule. And what basically has happened the last couple of days is <clears throat> I have done what they call a, um, uh, a cleanse. It's a 21-day cleanse. And during this 21-day cleanse, which is by Dr. McCall, uh, you move into a particular part of the cleanse, which happened four days ago. And uh, it is a deep, deep cleanse. And it just kind of uh, took me um, by surprise uh, in, a, in a certain degree. I mean, it's awesome what's happening in the cleanse. Uh, but it was just, I was on the air, and to just be frank with you and to be honest with you, I noticed my eyelids started shaking as I was looking into this uh, little camera here, and I just thought, you know what, you better take a break, and so I did, and uh, I just wanted to come back on the uh, the air. Now we'll be done in another, I think we have eight days left uh, to this 21-day uh, challenge, so seven or eight days so um, I'll be back on the air Tuesday, and I have a sense in my heart, uh, just being honest with you again, I have a sense in my heart. I, I kind of like being off the air for a bit, although I miss Brian and Kathy and Daniel on uh, Wednesday and Thursday, <clears throat> two very powerful interviews. And, of course, Pastor Jeff Bass is in some transition right now. Uh, maybe we'll have some friends join us here in just a little bit that would like to call into the broadcast and enlighten us to some things going on, maybe Brother Don or maybe even Pastor Jeff, if they're settled now, or uh, maybe Brian and Kathy or, or, or whoever uh, is tuning in right now uh, to bring a little enlightenment. But um, I, I felt like this, you know, just wait. Um, I knew Joe Biden was going to the Middle East. I, you know, a lot of these things are happening, political shenanigans and all that. And I just felt like, just wait a second. Like next Tuesday, we would have something to really report on. Uh, not that our coming on, we're not a news channel, and not, you know, we, we, we look at world events through a biblical lens, and we seek to give interpretation of those events, and everything that's happening in the world today just is spelling out to me personally, and hopefully to many of you, that we're just getting closer and closer and closer uh, to some really main events, and the ultimate main event, obviously, is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ which we are all making ourselves ready for, uh, spirit, soul, and body. And uh, we're wanting to get cleaned up, not just with physical cleanses, but solical cleansing and spiritual cleansing, keeping ourselves clean, keeping our garments white, keeping ourselves <clears throat> in patient endurance as we walk through these days. And so um, I have a feeling that next week, um, as we approach the beginning of it for our radio broadcast, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, there's going to be some major news events happen. Um, there's so much distraction and there's so much deception. And uh, I titled the message today, The Battle for Truth, you know, separating what is false from what is true, what is light and what is dark. And I believe that we are living in this critical time where our minds need to be very enlightened by the truth 
of God. And sometimes separating the weeds and getting all the, uh, the clouds out of our thinking is really, really, really important because uh, I'll just start with this thought in mind about the prophetic community. Uh, I have a dear friend. His name is Mario Murillo. Mario Murillo right now is, uh, has made a reappearing on the world stage uh, as an evangelist and is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, he runs with uh, Hank Kuhneman. And he runs with um, the other gentleman in, uh, there's a place called Flashpoint. Uh, gosh, I forget, I'm so sorry, I forgot his name. Uh, the other man that is more prophetic as well. And <clears throat> I, I was listening to them last night on this program called Flashpoint. And, um, oh, give me his name. And so <clears throat> as I was listening to them, there was an expression of, that this United States of America, and they were very earnest and very sincere and very dedicated to what they believed. And there's no doubt about that. That's what you should do. I mean, if you believe in something, you should stand by it and you should put all of your passion into it and you should do and say what, you know, is in your heart to do and say. So, you know, there, there's been a little bit of <clears throat> back and forth once in a while about the way things are. Um, you know, because sometimes, you know, events sway us in our belief system. Um, and let me just pause here for a moment and say it this way. Uh, the man with the seven kingdoms, the seven mountains, uh, the seven kingdoms, he runs with Mario Murillo, Hank Kuhneman, and um, a, a, dear, a dear man of God. So, but anyways, um, for example, in this ministry, in my ministry, in the ministry that I believe that God has called me to, that he seems to verify and signature and uh, just kind of put his signature on the work that we're doing, um, which keeps us doing it. And if there hadn't been a witness of the Spirit, if there hadn't been a confirmation, many confirmations, we probably would get back and forth a little bit here and there and uh, maybe changed our minds along the way. Uh, but we haven't. We have stayed steadfast to what we believe. And that is that, first of all, Bible prophecy is open. I believe that with all of my heart. And I believe the book of Revelation is now an open book. I do, do not believe it's sealed any longer. And I believe our generation has had the, uh, the fortunate blessing of being the generation that the book is opened within. I mean, that's phenomenal. And there are events in the book of Revelation that are uh, mirroring events that are going on in the world. And so I'm very confident that the book of Revelation is open. I'm very confident that the book of Revelation is an end-time prophecy foretelling future events. And I'm very confident that the book of Revelation is the book. And because I'm confident of that, I believe that we are moving in the direction of Bible prophecy being fulfilled. So, in other words, I believe the seals have opened, at least five of them. And I believe that these seals are the beginning of sorrows, like Matthew 24, verses 4 to 8. And I believe that there is a pause in the pain. Let's uh, find out. There it is.
awesome. So we should be reconnected on Blog Talk. So I believe, again, uh, that the book of Revelation has opened. It's begun. The seals have opened. Uh, there's a pause in the pangs in chapter 7. And I believe, and I'm telling you this for a reason. I'm not just getting into a Bible study. Um, and I believe that when that pause comes in the pangs, then comes an acceleration and an intensification to the woman in travail. Okay, And this is a global shaking that's going on all over the world. And then I believe that as the, those seven trumpets begin to sound, that we get closer and closer and closer to a main event. Not the main event, which is the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, but we're, we're moving towards a main event. And that main event is not the labor pains, but it is the birthing of the Great Tribulation. So I want you to stop and think about this. If the Great Tribulation is a marked out moment ahead of us, and we have entered into the beginning of moving towards that, like a woman that has been pregnant, and that's the book of Revelation. A woman is now pregnant, and the book opens, the pregnancy begins. And then we see all this development, all this cultivation, all of these labor pains, these minor shakings here and there, and all these different things. Well, the ultimate conclusion is the Great Tribulation, which means we don't see nations getting great again. Uh, we don't see America being great again. Now, Lance Wallnau and um, Hank Kuhneman and Mario Murillo are laboring hard uh, to win souls <clears throat> and to turn America back to God, which is a noble pursuit, and to reinstate Donald Trump as the, as the president in 2024 and to turn the tide and uh, America wins. Now, the only problem I have with that from my perspective, maybe they're right. Um, I don't believe they're right. I don't believe that's an accurate biblical perspective, especially in light of the book of Revelation being open and moving forward, because uh, that is a suggestion that God is going to wink at 50 years of abortion, uh, that God is okay with what's happened in our country for 50 years. I don't want to go through it again today. Um, but it's been very vile, it's been very contentious, and uh, it's been very blasphemous and offensive. And uh, I, I believe that the purpose of America uh, coming to its end is so that the global reality will become exactly that, a global reality under the power and control of the Antichrist. Uh, America does not win. America is being judged. America will fall. It will no longer be in the way of any principalities or powers or uh, spiritual wickedness that's coming to take dominion on this earth. Uh, in other words, the Bible tells us that the great tribulation is ahead of us. If we keep getting things in the way of it, when we can readily see that the birth pangs have already begun, that's like telling a woman that has begun her pregnancy, um, never mind, we're not going to do this. We're going to unpregnate you. And we can't do that. We can't. The Bible prophecy does not afford us to say, okay, the Bible prophecy began. We have witness, confirmation, testimony. Um, but we're going to stop it now because it's not convenient because we want America to win, as though Bible prophecy is all about America. Um, we just can't do that. That's not consistent. So our theme here is to continually awaken and to prepare the body of Christ to face what is called by Jesus himself 
the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth, one that's never been before, one that will never be again. This is a main event. This is a massive reality because this massive reality warns us, we're told that during that time, that people will not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. We're told of a time where the saints will be overcome for three and a half years. We come to a time where the beast and the false prophet and the dragon are running things on this earth and the animosity, the enmity, the hatred of believers, Christians, is going to be universal, that you will be hated of all nations. We are told that there are people in the body of Christ that are going to betray one another. They're going to hate one another. And so, you know, regardless of what, you know, the, the, the rah-rah and the can-do and all that, you know, prophetic, you know, positivity, uh, which all believers should possess as they're getting ready to face the crisis that is coming, we better have that for ourselves. Uh, it, this is not for America. The anointing, the outpouring, the reviving, uh, the awakening is not for America. It is for the saints of God. And every true saint of God needs to be thoroughly equipped and fully prepared to face the crisis that is coming, that all these stepping stones that are leading to it are the reality. The reality is not that the pregnancy begun, and now we're going to say, time out, we're not going to do pregnancy, uh, we're going to go back, we're going to make America great again, there's going to be a great revival, uh, everybody's going to turn around, their hearts are going to be clean, um, and all the people that slaughtered innocent blood, promoted LGBTQ, it's all going to be over, Donald Trump's going to win, we're going to have a moral society again, and uh, the answer to that is negative, that's not going to happen, that is not Bible prophecy, that is, you know, could there be a national repentance and a great outpouring of the Spirit? Uh, there could have been, but we have crossed the point of no return. That's the word of the Lord. That's the true word of God. So Christians have to stop being like the Israelites in the days of Elijah when they're worshiping Baal and God. And they're sitting on the mountain going this way like watching a tennis match because they're so dumbfounded and confused they don't know the truth. The false prophets are telling them this is this and that. The true prophets telling them this, and they need to get out of the valley of decision and stop being confused by all the noise and the nonsense and just begin to look through the passages of Scripture that foretell things perfectly. And I think this is really important because, again, we're separating the truth from lies. What is the truth? The truth is America has sinned. America has cross the point of no return. The truth is America is going to be broken. It is going to collapse. It is going to burn with fire. The cities of America will be nuked. The cities of America will go into chaos like we've already seen in the previews of 2020 and 2021. And I'm telling you, those bad guys have not gone away and the blasphemers have no desire to repent. And so we look at things like Roe versus Wade, and we say, well, there it is. There's, there's the beginning of the revival. There's the beginning of returning. No, that's not really the truth. Um, that decision has not changed the fact that America is still, within its nations, the United States of America, are still going to be killing babies. And it doesn't change the fact 
just like when Donald Trump became the president, it didn't heal the nation. It accelerated it in its division. And this, too, is accelerating our nation into a division where states are literally going to be seceding from one another. There's going to be a a more divide. So what happens? You divide. A house divided cannot stand. A house divided cannot stand. This unite all these decisions that appear to be good to one side are not good to the other side. To the moral, Bible-believing, conservative Christians uh, who even some of them get involved in the right wing, all that, you know, that's great that Donald Trump won the election. It's great that Roe versus Wade. But unfortunately, in the climate of our society, the left hates this, that Donald Trump was the president. They still hate it. And they hate the fact of Roe versus Wade, and they war against it. So this is not bringing unity and peace for a national revival. This is bringing division on a greater scale than ever before. And again, it's designed to destroy the last bastion of freedom around the world. And they're going after the people that have guns. They're going after the people that don't like what happened in, uh, you know, uh, these things or enjoyed the Donald Trump. Let me put it that way. They're going after people that did want Donald Trump, did want abortion ended, don't want homosexual agendas in our nation. They're the enemy of the state. So there's going to be a last custard battle, if you will, and uh, there's going to be a last stand. And the American citizens are going to find out that uh, this nation is going into bondage. And the saints of God need to be careful because at that moment, that global new world order, that Antichrist will come to power, step on the world stage after America has been destroyed. And will begin to bring us three and a half years of global terror and the mark of the beast and everything else associated with the great tribulation. So why do I tell you that? I tell you that so that you don't keep, you know, if, if, if we go off the air right now, if ministries like these go off the air right now and people start feeding into, and I'm very aware of this, by the way, and cognizant, not because I'm important. I know I'm not, but I know the message that God wants out there is important. And if people start feeding on the, uh, the other side, the Hananiah prophets of uh, peace and safety and everything's okay and, you know, it's all turning around and it's all going to be good and America's going to win. If people feed on that without a Jeremiah anointing that is showing the other side, people are going to get caught off guard again. So the urgent desire of the Spirit of God is to keep God's people awakened from just feeding upon things that may not be consistent with end-time Bible prophecy. And you don't hear a lot of these end-time prophets who are prophesying peace and safety going into the book of Revelation and bringing a prophetic word from God rather than their own prophetic words. And they're not speaking and preaching the word of God the way that this nation needs to hear it and people on the planet need to hear it. They're going back with what God can do and that God is good. And, And I agree with all that, but you have to understand what's happening and why it's happening right now. And if you don't understand what's happening and why it's happening, then you can get blinded. So I believe that God has ministries here to tell the truth that are, quite frankly and candidly, just without respect to person, saying what needs to be said to whosoever has an ear to hear and is going to listen. There is not going to be national revival in America. There isn't going to be an awakening, a great awakening, and everything's going to be okay. That is not the truth of the Word of God. 
What is going to happen is America is going to be held accountable for what is exported all over the world and all of its corruption, deception, defilement, depravity, and perversion that it has sent and what we've done in this nation. And so you're beginning to see the divine justice of God administered simply by God removing his hedge of protection off this nation. And if you cannot understand that God's hand of protection has been removed, then I don't know what is Uvalde, Texas? What is Parkland, Florida? What is Buffalo, New York? What is the rioting in 2020, 2021? What is all this nonsense and hatred and gasoline prices rising and food prices soaring? And what is it then? If it's not Bible prophecy, what is it? What are we looking at? Well, what you're looking at is judgment. And there are those on the side of judgment, they're going to get very rich, but they're going to get judged. I mean, nobody's escaping this moment, guaranteed. I was also thinking, one of the reasons I didn't want to come on the air, um, not only because of this cleanse that we're doing and and all that, but um, I also thought about the assassination of the Japanese prime minister and the resignation of the uh, European, uh, from Great Britain, the uh, Boris Johnson resignation. I started thinking, wow, what just happened here? What just happened? A man was assassinated. A prime minister in Japan was just assassinated. He was a friend of Donald Trump's. He was a friend of America, quote unquote. Um, I don't know anything about him, but he was assassinated. In the same week, Boris Johnson, Boris Johnson resigned. What is this? I wanted to know, and I've been thinking about it. And I just had this sense, wait a little bit. And truth is going to be revealed. Right now, that was a really bad deal. Sweep it under the carpet. CNN, NBC, all the far left news media outlet, which are the propaganda machines. They are propaganda tools for the left, for the Antichrist. And uh, the only thing they're interested every single time you turn on the channel is the January 6th uh, hearings. The unfair, imbalanced congressional hearings of January 6th where nobody's able to defend themselves. There's no other side of the story. They just want to present to the American people, their minds, what the left did. They're demonizing everybody from Donald Trump on down, or what the right did. They're demonizing everybody that is on that side of things. And they're not allowing anybody to stand up and tell another story. You see, and if ministries like these go off the air, and, you know, my hope is that in the last 15 minutes or so, something was said that you said, oh, yeah, you know, oh, yeah, uh, that's, that's possible, too. You know, that's really important, because if there's not another side, um, imbalance comes. And if, um, if Christians in America are just feeding on TBN, Daystar, and all the big-name folk that are producing this pro-American gospel where America has sinned worse than any other nation in the history of the world, even worse than Rome. This nation has done some vital things, but the American gospel demands America's prosperity. So if that's all people fed on, I could see why so many people are going to go into falling away. 
I could understand why multitudes of people are going to fall away from the truth. They're going to defect from the truth. They're going to defect from the gospel. They're going to have another gospel, another spirit, another Jesus, and it is something that they're all going to say, this is it. This is the true gospel. But in reality, there's a new, another reality going on that, no, this is not an American gospel. It's a gospel to the whole human race. It is a gospel to repent and turn to God. And that a nation that knows better, that turns away from God, is deserving of many stripes. Because those who, those who know to do the right thing and don't do it will be beaten with many stripes. <clears throat> so when ministries like this go off the air and there's not a contrary voice to the other side of what's being said, uh, that's a very dangerous thing. That's a very dangerous thing. Uh, I've heard the insulting words from people like uh, Hank Kuhneman saying, the gloom and doomers. Uh, well, Hank, you do need to understand that uh, the Bible that we read is loaded with gloom and doom for nations that reject God and blaspheme his holy name and, uh, you know, pervert his justice and uh, pervert his righteousness. And, you know, for you to stand up and to say that, you know, uh, what you do is you separate yourself uh, from other people that are being laboring for the Lord as well. You're not the only one with a voice from God. And some of the things that you're saying are not accurate all the time because all you, you just are having such a hard time with saying that Donald Trump won the election when he didn't. And so you're still battling that he's still the true president. Are you dealing with something inside of you that's demanding everything in the Bible to align with your own sense of need uh, to be right? Because the fact of the matter is, if you're wrong, admit you're wrong and then move on and use the prophetic gifting that you have to say what the Bible actually says and to look through the smoke and mirrors and come up with an accurate conclusion that this nation is under judgment. It is not about being revived. It is not about any of that. It's under judgment. And because judgment didn't work, now it's being turned over to destruction. So you, you, just, you can't just insult everybody on national television that's saying gloom and doom. Well, I don't feel personal gloom and doom for my own life, nor do I feel gloom and doom for obedient Christians that are walking hand in hand with the Holy Spirit, nor do I feel gloom and doom for anybody that is doing what is right in the eyes of a holy God. But I do know that gloom and doom is on our nation. If you don't think 21 people being shot and killed in an elementary school is gloom and doom, if you don't think, you know, what you saw in 2020 and 2021 where the whole world was shut down and churches maybe like your own capitulated with the government to shut down, then I don't know, you know, what gloom and doom are you saying doesn't exist? What, the nuclear weapons that are coming? Well, that's coming too. I mean, you have a very sick society. What gloom and doom doesn't exist is what my question is. And so when you go on national television and you insult people that are saying darkness, gloom, doom is on this nation for its gross sins against God, well, what are you doing? What are you doing that for? You don't need to do it that way. Do it a different way. Say, I may not agree with some of the things that are being said, although I do admit that the things these people have been saying um, are happening. You know, that's a better way to do it. 
I don't want the body of Christ to be confused. I don't think God wants, I know God doesn't want the body of Christ to be confused. History is to say things that other people won't say. That's just the bottom line. That's the way it works. We say what others will not say without pampering it. You cannot pamper it. You cannot soften it. You cannot smooth it over. You've got to speak the truth in love. And I, and I hope we're doing that. But everything in Bible prophecy is moving towards an event, a major event known as the Great Tribulation. How far away are we from it? I don't know. But everything that we see consistently unfolding in the Bible is shouting with red flags and sirens. We're getting very close. Global control over nations. People listening to everything we're saying and doing. People monitoring your spending habits. A whole system of global government demanding the acceptance of the homosexual agenda. Global governance on all people everywhere monitoring their banking, their bank accounts, the attempt to remove cash and all other currencies from society to go to a digital financial situation where the Antichrist will ultimately control the markets so that people won't be able to buy or sell even their basic needs without having the mark of the beast. And you're telling me that this is not in motion? These are not signs that are marching us toward the end of America, exceptionalism, because we are no longer exceptional. Not to say there aren't good people in this country. There are. But that's not the point. The point is the Bible is unfolding before our eyes. Prophecy is unfolding before our eyes. You want an awakening? You want a revival? Well, who does it belong to? It belongs to the saints. And by the truth of God's word, every one of God's kids needs a reviving. Every one of God's kids needs an awakening. Every one of us need more anointing, more Holy Spirit, more grace, more power, uh, more favor to walk through the days that we are in and are coming into. Now, it's a funny thing because there are places on the planet that are like Goshen's right now. They're already, they're already there. And in Goshen, you have light. And in Goshen, you have cattle. And in Goshen, you have harmony. And so in certain areas of the world where God has uh, pointed, this will be a Goshen. This will be a city of refuge. This will be an ark. In those places, God's people are walking in the favor of God. God's people already are. And I'm pretty sure that Hank Kuhneman and, and the rest of them that are doing that are very wealthy people that God has taken care of them. They don't have a personal crisis on their hands. They live in luxurious homes and drive nice cars and have all the money they could possibly want. They don't have any crises in their life. You know, they, they're, they're fine. Um, but to say that America is great and to say that America is going to win, and then, you know, uh, in, in Bible prophecy, the false prophets, unfortunately, 
the Hananiah prophets, they didn't like the Jeremiah's in their generation because these Hananiah prophets and these other false prophets that were crying peace and safety and prosperity, uh, when Jeremiah would speak or one of the other true prophets would speak to them, they didn't want them because they felt they were melting the heart of the people. You're discouraging the heart of the people. And they equate them to the 10 spies that went out and said, oh, they're giants in the land. The 10 spies are not the same as the true prophets. You have to rightly separate the word of God. Yes, there were 10 spies that went out and saw the, the dread. They saw bad and they said, oh, we can't take it. And two said, yes, we can by faith. Well, that was part of the prophetic promises of God. And yes, 10 were afraid to go in. But that's not, you can't apply that to, you know, prophets speaking gloom and doom that are putting fear in the heart of the people. And that's not the same. That doesn't work. That's fitting squares into circles. You can't do that. That's a misunderstanding of the word of God. This time right now, if you want to compare it, compare it to the false prophets who were crying peace and safety and prosperity when this nation was sinning grossly against God. Now compare what they were saying to the Jeremiah that came to the nation and spoke the truth. And then the people got angry at them and said, this man is bothering us. Put him in prison. We don't want him in our group. We don't want, we don't want him in our roundabout, we're on the woohoo kind of campaign trail. <clears throat> we can't afford to have Jeremiah on the Hananiah campaign. We can't afford Amos. We can't afford Micah. We don't want Isaiah or Ezekiel. We don't want any of those true prophets to come into our system of let's be great, let's make America prosperous and luxurious and let's win and be, no, because those prophets wouldn't join your campaign anyways. Those true prophets would not join your campaign because it's, it's, it's cosmetic. It's not altogether solid and altogether pure. You're not balancing you're just insulting people that know a little bit more maybe than you do by the Spirit of God. You're insulting them because they're not coming on your, 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 your way. So asking anybody to join me, I'm doing what I'm doing by, by myself right here. And those that listen, listen, and those who don't, don't. But I, I know that the Word of God that's gone forth behind this pulpit and this microphone is the true Word of God. And, and the way I base that is you know a tree by its fruit. If what I've been preaching all these years wasn't true, we wouldn't be having national calamities. We wouldn't be having, you know, we just wouldn't be having what we're having in this country. But because it is true, it's showing itself true. So I'm not just going to go by what the, the, the smooth oratory skills of the, uh, the acceptable people in society that want everything to go great. No, I'm not going to do it. And, I, and I'm going to stop right now saying anything else. So I just wanted to let you know I'll be back on the air Tuesday. And I sense that we're going to have um, – A lot to talk about. So anyways, let me go to a phone call right now. I see my brother Don's calling in from uh, the middle of the country. And I want to say good morning. God bless you. And welcome to the broadcast, Don. Uh, how are you this morning? Good. Good morning, Pastor Vance. How are you? Good. And you? You're working hard, I hear. <laughs> yeah, we're getting a lot done. We really are getting a lot <laughs> done. And I'm praising God for it. 
We're those crazy people that keep preparing food and water. I'm one of them, too. Okay. Welcome to the club. So, anyways, I, yeah, I'm just kind of laying it out there. And I'm, I'm glad you called in because um, you, you've got some important things to share with uh, the body. Um, and, and I've been working myself through a few things. So, uh, what do you have for us today, Brother Don? Well, you're talking about the American people. I think uh, I think the problem with uh, the American people right now is that uh, through conditioning, television, all these American things that they have, which are luxuries, I think through this conditioning that they always want to believe that there's going to be a happy ending. They don't want an Alamo. They want the cavalry comes riding in at the last and just saves, you know, saves saves them from themselves. And uh, I think that's the biggest problem. That's why people are want to stay in such a denial about what they see. It's kind of like don't confuse me with the facts. My mind's made up. And. Uh, you can't really get around that. I mean, this is what they choose to believe. This is what they want to believe. And the Christian church the same way. You know, the Christian church, uh, for the most part, they want to believe that there's going to be a rapture and they're not going to have to suffer like they do in other countries for being a Christian because they're just so special because they're American. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can see that train coming down the track and uh, you can get out of the way or you can just believe it's not going to hit you because you're so special that at the end of the day, that train is going to stop just a few inches away from you. But you're special, so it won't hit you. And I think that's what the American people are like now, I think. And I know in my own family, I mean, man, it's just one side or the other, just the vision everywhere where people have just picked sides and it's all based on what they want to believe and uh, a lot of it is they don't want to hear the facts they just want to believe that there's going to be a happy ending that's what we labor against more than anything else that and idolatry idolatry is probably more than anything else destroyed the United States. The the idolatry of medicine, modern-day medicine, uh, COVID, the way the medical community conducted itself towards this, this sham of COVID and this, this engineered, destructive, man-made destructive device to take out the United States and the world People just conform to it because community took a poison, a deadly poison, and just named it a vaccine. And uh, that's what that's the that's the thing that is the most destructive process of all of the disrespect for real truth. Americans don't want that. They want to have their ears tickled. They want that happy ending. And if you get in the way of that, you're their enemy. 
And it doesn't matter what the facts are. It doesn't matter what the truth is. It's only what they choose to believe out of convenience and idolatry. And that's what's destroyed us. We've been destroyed as a people. There is no hope for the American people. There's only suffering ahead. And uh, I can see it as plain as day. And uh, I'm generally not a pessimist. But (laughs) the truth is the truth. And uh, I think that's where we're at. We're on the... Like as you as you say, the next few months going to be wild, and uh, I think eventually yeah. the American people are going to realize that, wow, we've been defeated, and we're not that special, and now the whole world's coming against us, especially a Christian church, because you know and I know that they're going to get around. Blaming the body of Christ, they always have throughout history, because they're the only ones left that have standards that they stick to. And uh, the evil bug that's taken over the United States is going to soar right into the Christian community and destroy the last vestiges that made this country great. Right there, and, the gospel yeah, of Jesus it, Christ. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Just before you go on, because I want you uh, want to talk about a few other things um, right now. Uh, today, headline news: Biden is in uh, Israel. He's calling for a two-state solution. He will not recognize Jerusalem as the capital. Uh, this is undermining what Donald Trump did. And we're just talking earthly, horizontal things right now. But every time somebody has ever touched, you know, Israel with this two-state state solution issue, it's always had an impact upon our the nation that did it. Uh, there's plenty of evidence for that. But I just want to say to that one person out there, maybe a couple of people that think that what I was doing earlier, saying earlier, was somehow because we're jealous. Uh, I want you to hear the heart of one of the greatest men of God in the history of the world. His name was Paul. He was an apostle of Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 7, have I committed an offense in abasing myself that you might be exalted because I have preached to you the gospel of God freely? I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. And when I was present with you and wanted, I was chargeable to no man for that which was lacking to me, the brethren which came from Macedonia supplied. In all things, I have kept myself from being burdensome unto you, and so will I keep myself. As the truth of Christ is in me, no man shall stop me of this boasting in the regions of Achaia. Why? Because I love you not, God knows, but what I do, that I will do, that I may cut off occasion from them which desire occasion that wherein they glory, they may be found even as we. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. I say again, let no man think me a fool. If otherwise, yet as a fool, receive me that I may boast myself a little. That which I speak, I speak it not after the Lord, but as if it were foolishly in this confidence of boasting, seeing that many glory after the flesh, I will glory also. For you suffer fools gladly, seeing ye yourselves are wise. 
For you suffer if a man bring you into bondage, if a man devour you, if a man take of you, if a man exalt himself, if a man smite you on the face. I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. So I just, you know, I listen to this man's heart. Howbeit, wherein soever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. Uh, are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they the ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. And Paul goes into this thing because I don't want people to walk away with uh, and I thought that somehow by coming on as strong and forceful to lay the other side of this reality uh, is because of any personal interest whatsoever. I believe that God, Don, needs people to know that this is it. You have come to this point of no return, and either you're going to be turned away or you're going to go on with the Lord through patient endurance as you're ready to walk through the greatest tribulation to ever hit the face of the earth. And, um, you know, that's just kind of a, a parenthesis of what we're talking about. Um, it is God's word. It is God's word, what you just said, about the American people, the, the, the destruction of the gospel, the true gospel. Oh, there's going to be another gospel, another spirit, and another Jesus. I get that. The word says there will be. Um, let's go a little bit deeper. What's happening in, in the tones of war at this point? I've been kind of out of touch for a while. What do, what do we have going on with Ukraine, Russia, uh, imminent nuclear blast? What, what are we hearing? Well, the, uh, I was just reading a quote from the president of Serbia this morning, and uh, he says that uh, there's no hope for, for uh, Europe, that it's going to be steeped into World War III. Uh, he says as soon as Putin gets done cleaning up in the Donbass regions, he says then he's going to make an offer uh, that uh, Zelensky and the Ukrainian army uh, will just go away and uh, NATO has to... Uh, agree to the original security uh, concerns that Russia had about uh, being encroached on by NATO. And he and the Serbian president says, naturally, that will be rejected. And once it is, it will be all-out war. And uh, I think the stage is set for that. There's nothing going to stop it. And, uh, of course, you know, we're going to get hit. And I think... Uh, I think that the Dmitry Duderman prophecies tracks exactly with what's going to happen. I think there's going to be uh, suitcase nukes, pre-positioned suitcase nukes. The American government knows that there's pre-positioned suitcase nukes in the cities. Now, whose they are? Probably Russia. But then again, it could be treasonous elements of the U.S. government. We've seen that already. Look at 911. That's all you need to see. Anyone who studies the facts behind that can see that uh, our, our country was betrayed by the uh, Bush cabal. And based on that, we invaded eight misty Mideastern countries and took their oil and gold, stole it. So without getting too deep into that, you can see what's going to happen. Uh, what is the nuclear war that's being uh, propagated on the American people is being engineered and forced on the American people 
by its own government. When I say that now, the question remains is, is the American government truly the property of the American people now? I say no. I think I believe it's been usurped, and uh, the people that are in control right now are communists. Uh, they're working with other enemies of, uh, uh, around the world to destroy our country. Uh, I saw a speech about two years ago. You can see it on the Internet by uh, Kim, Kim Jong-il uh, from uh, North Korea. He addressed his Politburo, about 200 uh, senators that he had there, and he told them emphatically that America's time is over now and we're going to combine with all the enemies of the United States to destroy the United States. And he's talking about Russia, China, uh, Iran, uh, Venezuela now, uh, and of course uh, him. They formed an alliance, kind of like a World War II alliance, and uh, the objective is to destroy the United States, uh, and they have the proxies of the United States, which is NATO, and uh, they've turned NATO onto Russia in order to start a gigantic war, and uh, inevitably, we're going to be, uh, the suitcase nukes are prepositioned in the city, six to eight, very good number. I believe that they'll be used initially. Um, and I believe then we'll have a gigantic EMP uh, over the United States. And I believe within one half hour, that'll be followed by a massive nuclear attack uh, from ICBMs and from prepositioned subs off our east and west coast right now, Russian and Chinese. We've seen them. We know they're there. We, we, we look for them every day. But they're just sitting there. And then, they, of course, they have these Massive weapons now. You've heard about this Poseidon uh, torpedo that uh, is about 60 feet long, about 40 feet across. Uh, they have just commissioned a gigantic, biggest submarine uh, in the history of the world. Uh, Russia just uh, launched it with six of these Poseidon torpedoes, uh, and it's a missile sub, so there's other things too. But they launched these Poseidons from maybe uh, 100 miles away towards a coastline, and they launch it deep, and it sits deep and just suspends itself until it receives commands, uh, probably satellite commands, uh, to detonate, and it sets up a gigantic nuclear blast that will create a 300-foot tidal wave that will surge into any coast. And, uh, of course, the East Coast, West Coast, I'm sure they'll be targeted. And uh, it'll destroy our coastline with a, a radioactive uh, water. So uh, that's to see now. And probably these weapons are already prepositioned. So it doesn't matter what you have as far as... Uh, anti-missile systems, something to knock down ICBMs. Uh, it really doesn't matter that that's antiquated now. Uh, we have 400 missile silos in the United States to respond, ICBM, 
And it's highly suspected that a good part of these won't even open, won't even fire. They're so old. And, of course, the missile attack that will occur from Russia, uh, that will target our military silos trying to take them out. The big ones, like out in Colorado, out west, uh, I pray to God it doesn't, they don't target our cities because there'll be nothing left in the city. These weapons are so huge. Suitcase nukes. Uh, they'll create gigantic holes about a thousand feet across, but uh, the cities will cease to exist. And then, of course, uh, you have all the starvation that's going to occur, the lack of services. I just <laughs> I noticed uh, two days ago, uh, New York City issued a public service an- announcement. It's about a about a minute clip all this, the uh, New Yorkers uh, telling them that, okay, we just had a nuclear attack and uh, we don't know who caused it, but here's what you got to do. You got to go into your house and if, you, if you're out walking around in the, in the radioactive dust, that uh, you got to take your clothes off and put them in a plastic bag and, uh, you know, wash up and then uh, sit and wait for instructions by saying how to wait for instructions by the media. <laughs> but there's not going to be any media. There won't be any services. There won't be any water. There won't be any electricity. won't be anything. There's, there'll be no one to tell them what to do. So basically what they're being told to do is go in your house very quietly, what's left of it, and uh, die there. And that's the best they have to offer you as far as civil defense. I wonder why they even issued that warning, but they did. I don't know. And then New Jersey, they just posted uh, signs in some of their uh, the malls there. They're, I guess they're pretty uh, pretty elite community out there. They want, want all these well-to-do people to know what to do. And they issued the same instructions. <laughs> so. It's, uh, I don't know. You know, I know it's a new world order. Whenever they do something, they always tell you what they're going to do. And I don't know if that's an inside joke. Is that an inside joke with them, maybe? You know, maybe to make it more fun for them? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like that's their character. Uh, Don, I just want to move on into something real quick, if I may. Um, I want to I want to shift uh, from this, and, and I didn't know about New Jersey. I knew about New York. We ran the clip last week um, about that. It was so absurd. It's so absurd, but it would take New York. Uh, these are the same people on a blood red wolf moon. Uh, their legislative branch of government decided to kill babies full term. Uh, so we know that the deception on the legislative branch. Uh, in New York is that way, and that's why they do these crazy things. We don't know why it happened or who did it, but this is what you need to do when it happens. So uh, let's move on. I want to talk. I've got five things I want to hit, just kind of bullet points here. Uh, the border, the southern border of the United States of America. So you just talked about the nukes. Dimitri Duneman talked about the nukes. A lot of people have talked about the nukes getting ready to go off in America. Done. That's going to happen, all right? In due season, that's going to happen. Uh, the border invasion right now, there's a gentleman, uh, I think his name is Rob Schmidt. He's doing a, a nightly uh, uh, news clip uh, about the invasion going on at the southern border on Newsmax uh, is where they're doing it from. 
Uh, it seems to be pretty intense, and a lot of people are getting through the border. Do, what do you know about the southern border issue going on? Wide open. Uh, basically, the border patrol is kind of like a Walmart greeter, you know. They just direct you where they want you to go. They're not stopping anything. I I mean, why would they do that? Well, obviously, because the economy is in control right now in Washington, D.C., the Biden uh, cabal, that's what they want. They want wide-open borders. They want a huge invasion. And it's all about destabilization. They want to destabilize the United States. Um, I don't know. A lot of people think because they'll vote Democrat, but I'm thinking, well, you if the United States is destroyed, is destroyed within a year, there's not going to be any voting. You know, it's just going to be what the government in control at the time tells you to do. There's not going to be any constitution. It's just going to be uh, brute force. And if you can adhere to it, or you can be killed. So that's the kind of government that's going to take place in the United States uh, after the anarchy. Now, if they... And the thing is, once again, they tell you what they're going to do. I remember FEMA issued a, a report a couple of years ago that if there's an EMP over the United States, within one year, 90% of American people would be dead. Why would they do that? Well, because that's what they know is going to happen. So there's not going to be any elections or constitution or anything else. It's just going to be what's left and what can survive. And that'll be starving to death. And uh, I know they're counting on about six months of complete anarchy where we'd expend our weapons and ammunition on each other. And uh, it'll be the haves and the have-nots and everyone's fighting for just to eat. Uh, and it'll pro- they'll probably make it happen in the wintertime too so you can freeze to death too. And... Uh, then after about six months, you're going to see these occupying armies coming in as United Nations peacekeeping troops. So that's the way they're going to. Once again, they they twist terminology. They lie about the real intent. It's going to be occupying communist armies, brutal communist armies, and they're going to come in. And and what's left of the American people? They're going to be starving to death. And uh, they're going to run for help, and they're going to get what those armies are going to give them, and that's uh, extermination and being conquered uh, basically as a slave state, as a slave person. You're going to do what they tell you to do. You're going to live where they tell you to live if they let you live, and uh, it's going to be your fate. It's going to be... Nazi Germany, and you're going to be a Jew. Yeah, exactly, in the global prison. Uh, Just real quick, so this kind of vision for the future of America is hopeless. Uh, This, what you're saying, is coming, and what others have said, what I've said, uh, is coming upon our nation for our gross sin and conduct against the holy God. Uh, We look at the Bible, we say that happens to everybody. So this is the inevitable uh, gloom and doom future. There's no hope in it for the for the country, obviously for the individuals that serve God who are in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing with the right people right now. There's hope. I have hope. Others have hope. Um, so, but as far as the country is concerned, here it is. Now, 
something to understand that when this kind of message is going forth, whether Jeremiah spoke it, whether Isaiah spoke it, whether Brother Don spoke it, when they spoke the gloom and doom that would come upon their nation for what they've done, that was always fuel for the false prophets. Uh, The false prophets were fueled by the Jeremiah's of their time because, you know, people love hope. They want inspiration, like you said, Don, they earlier. So the no hope doctrine, the no hope, you know, future that is is being projected is fuel for the false prophets because they're going to tell everybody, no, there is peace. There is hope. There is a victory. There is something good. And that always keeps the people moving in that direction. Well, that's got to be, that's what I want. That's what I really desire. That's what I, you know, that's what my, where I want to go. I don't want to go to this dark thing that Don is saying right now. I don't want to go to this dark thing that Jeremiah said or Isaiah, or Amos, or any of the other prophets. I don't want that reality. I want a really good reality. And so they yield to that, and the false prophets are fueled. And in the last days, there will be many false prophets telling these kinds of lies, rejecting the reality of a biblical narrative for a nation that has done what we have done. And somehow we just want to ignore what we have done and say, well, God's too good to do anything about that. That would really be a problem. Uh, There is no hope for stopping what is coming. What is being said here, ladies and gentlemen, is coming. It is the word of God. And you've already seen things developing along the way just to give you uh, an ability to to sink your, your teeth into the truth. Hey, these guys have been saying this stuff is happening, and look what's happened along the way. A lot has happened. Uh, There is no hope, by the way, for a lukewarm, compromised, and backslidden people. Whether it be this nation or whether it be the church in this nation, lukewarm, compromised, backslidden church cannot uh, expect to have hope in the days that we're living in. Uh, We talked, Don, about the, the invasion at the border. We've talked about what's going on in the war that is coming. Uh, Let's talk about gas prices and food prices right now, and then I want to get into the quality of food because um, many years ago, I met a quality control guy, the global guy here in uh, Bentonville, Arkansas, who was the head of Walmart that wept in an office when he recounted what would be happening on the food shelves in the very near future, that the quality of food in America would become like a third world country. And if anybody's paying attention Your food has already been changing. The food on the shelves, the food that you're buying, you you get a gallon of milk, you open it once, it's in in moments, that milk is no good anymore. Uh, There are changes to the food supply that are already underway. We'll go into that in a little bit. But Don, gas prices, $5 a gallon, $4 a gallon, Uh, food prices rising. What is this doing to the people in this country? Behind It's breaking. It's breaking them. It's demoralizing. It's breaking them, and uh, making making them feel desperate, hopeless, and eventually violent. That's what they want. Out of chaos comes order. That's the new world order model. Out of chaos comes order. They have to have the chaos. So this is all they're doing. I mean, and people are responding to it. I mean, I see angry people everywhere now. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, the, all these shootings and all this and that, you know, 70 people every weekend, uh, well, this last weekend, Ju- July, had 68 people shot up in Chicago, and uh, 
that, those are the ones that were shot. Think how much shooting is going on up there <laughs> all night long. It's just people are frustrated. They're angry. They're angry with themselves. They're angry with their neighbors. Well, this is exactly what's wanted. This is what's desired by the satanic New World Order. When you, and when you get people like that, they're a lot easier to control, too, as Very far easy. as government. Yeah. yeah. All, you got, so, all you have to do is use your force against them. And it's working. You don't have to it's absolutely working. You don't working. have to talk to them. Yeah. You yeah. don't have to talk to them. Just let, let them kill each other and uh, form a containment. I see cops now. They go in, in the Chicago neighborhoods. They're riding six, eight cars deep. They go in, protect each other. They take a report, and they leave. That's why those homicides never get solved. It's back and forth, tit for tat. You killed mine, I'm going to kill yours. That's chaos. That's disorder. That's what they want. And it doesn't matter what community it's in as long as it occurs because it will spill out into other communities. You know, so, and white people act the same way as black people. All you got to do is, all you got to do is pressure them the same way. They'll respond the same way. Take away their food, make them frustrated, you know, start the violence and keep it going, you know. People will all respond the same way. It's just a question of who you're putting this on. Well, it's going to be put on everybody now. And this this abortion thing, all these abortion clinics and all that, most of them are in the black neighborhoods. This Margaret Singer that started this, she wanted to destroy, she wanted to completely genocide the black people, the the the, uh, the black population in the United States. That was her idea. I mean, now that's real racism there. She wanted to destroy a race of people, and they still worship her, and she's the one that started this whole thing. And where are all these abortion clinics at? They're around the cities. And uh, look what it's done to look at that spirit of murder, what it's done to the uh, black communities. That spirit of murder has spilled out into the communities. Now they're killing each other openly in the street, the young people are, with no hope. I mean, you know, it's tit for tat. It keeps going. Those 68 people who got shot last weekend in Chicago, they all have relatives, and they all basically know who did the shoot. So they're going to go out and kill those people, kill all their families. But you can't stop it. That's why it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. And that that whole spirit of murder will spill out into the community. And now what do you see? You see kids going into schools and shooting up, killing other kids, killing babies. And uh, and now the police are standing by not doing a thing because they're afraid to do anything because if they make a mistake, then they're going to get in more trouble than the, than the shooter. You know, yeah. their lives will be ruined. Yeah. You know, they right. bunch up and they can't make a mis- they can't make a decision. It's like too many cooks, you know. Yeah, it's, very very weird. It's just um, it is amazing, and you know, I, I'm going to lay this forth. I believe that we're about to see a new le- uh, layer um, unveiled in this. And what I'm saying is, on a chessboard, uh, you send your pawns out first. Most of the time, you get your pawns out there. You know, there's a skirmish with an 18-year-old gunman in Buffalo, New York. Uh, there's a skirmish in uh, Uvalde, Texas, with another 18-year-old young boy. That's you know, you know, the, the psychotics are amazing. How they view these these young kids. But they're, they're, I, I sense a greater release of a more militant force that is going to begin the killing fields in America. 
Um, I do believe that God has unveiled and revealed and, and, and warned people about walking cautiously right now, being led by the Holy Spirit, because uh, the killing fields of America, the great hunters, have come to the shores of America. They are moving around this nation right now as hunters, and they are looking for their prey. And I believe we're going to see this. In uh, I'm reminded of a guy in New Zealand, a man in New Zealand who had uh, videotaped his entire Jandra, uh, if you will, when he went to the, you know, the, the mosque in New Zealand, and he gunned down 50-some-odd people, and um, he did it with a very military exactness. Uh, same thing happened over in Denmark, and uh, I sense a militancy that's coming to uh, slaughter because there is going to be great slaughter in the nation, and I'm saying it the way the Bible says it uh, on purpose. Um, these, these hunters that are here, uh, they are now uh, searching out. They're, pre- they're hunting, and they're all over. But I just sense the new, this next layer isn't going to be young kids on psychotics. Uh, this is going to be a more, a more purposeful hunt that is happening in the killing fields of America. So uh, food prices, quality of food, gas prices, you're saying it's, gonna, it's here intended to break the people. Um, we're in a mess. We're in a mess. And yeah. what is the answer? I, I guess, like you said, with the police officers that went six deep into Chicago, I guess it's time for blacks, reds, browns, whites, yellows, uh, for all the different people who uh, understand this moment to gather together and to start watching out for each other. How does that actually work in a society like this? Tribes. Tribes. They all form tribes. It's just like the cops. They form tribes now. Look what they're all about protecting themselves now, not the public. That's what happened down in Texas. Those guys are all protecting themselves. They care that little kids are getting killed uh, 20 feet away. They retreated. They retreated from an open door because they didn't want to get shot, even though look at all the armor they had on there, and they had these shields. I stood behind those shields before. You push them out in front of you, any bullet that hits it, uh, it's just going to fly off of it because it, it's so thick. I, I mean, the guy on the other end will feel the pressure of getting hit, but it's not going to knock him over. You just push that shield towards the shooter. He can shoot all he wants, and then you're shooting around the shields. He's, he's going to last for a few seconds once you know where he's at and you're moving towards him. Those cops all knew that, but even though they had all that stuff, what was the prime, what was the prime objective was protecting themselves make sure that their environment is safe enough to enter where they won't lose people. And that's what these cops have become now. I mean, I used to be one. I know exactly what they're thinking. I kind of seen it happen. I was on a SWAT team for six years. I know how they do. I know how they respond. And when those cops, when they got three cops down that that, uh, hallway, right outside that door, and the shooting started again, what did they do? They did exactly what they should not have done. They retreated. And once they retreated, then they set the president for an overall retreat because it was, it was almost like a mob psychology. That's why you'll see cops when they'll chase someone and, and the perpetrator run out of the car. He doesn't even have a gun anymore. All those cops will open up on him because one did. And consequently, this guy's landing with 50 bullets on him, in him. And... Uh, no gun. Guns left in the car, this last deal. And that's because one guy started shooting and the rest just followed. Same thing happened here. Those three policemen, whatever they were, they retreated back down the hallway 
and then that set the pace for how the rest of them were going to respond. And that's that's a mentality. It's almost like a mob mentality. And you're seeing that now. They're all about protecting themselves. So what's going to happen with the American people? The same thing. The communities are going to realize they're going to have to protect themselves. They're going to form tribes, uh, small gangs, uh, very heavily armed. And what's bad about that, it turns from self-defense into offensive because all of a sudden people start getting hungry and they say, well, we have the means to go out and just take what we want. So once again, chaos, disorder, killing. And uh, I, like I said, I think it's going to go on for about six months once this thing gets rocked with these nuclear explosions. And uh, our enemies will just sit back on the outside and just watch, watch it cook, watch it simmer. And they'll see that the American people are the real, the real uh, problems that they're going to have as far as subjugating American people. They're going to waste their weapons on each other. And after that, targets all softened up real good. Then they come walking in, and to a lot of people, they'll be saviors until they institute their system. And then they're going to realize this is all about exterminating. The people in this country, it isn't about helping them. So I think you know, the Don, main question, yes, sir. Uh, just, well, go ahead. Finish your your statement, please. I think the main question has to be asked is only one. And we all have to ask it of ourselves and of our families and of our country. Is the United States a friend or enemy of God at this point. And I think if you be honest and if you study the nature of God, you'll realize the answer to that question. And that's why we have all of this this ominous thing coming around this country because we have turned our back on our creator God who has extended his hand to us and we slapped it away. And we thought we could go our own way. We don't need you anymore. We have medicine. We have science. And uh, what do we need you for? And uh, now you see. <laughs> now you see you what just, life without God is going to be. Yeah. And it's going to be horrible. Yes, it is. And you just answered a question. I think you just absolutely nailed it right there because I was thinking and um, – I was thinking as you were as you were talking about how people in this country feel like, wait a second, we're the superpower nation. We're the toughest people on the planet, except for God. And when you said the question is, are we a friend of God or an enemy of God? That shows that God has enough power to take out the most superpower nation on the face of the earth. And, you know, Don, do you know that 93 percent of Democrats 30 years and younger. So 93% of young Democrats, 30 years and younger, 93% of them don't want Joe Biden. Uh, they, they reject Joe Biden. These are amazing numbers, like never before. And yet Joe Biden, the most inept man to ever take an office in the history of the United States or in any other place, uh, is running around the world undoing everything that was done for forward motion and progress and good stuff and stability uh, is now undoing everything. It's like the, 
the guy that's 7% inept, if that, uh, is only inept at undoing what is good and right. And 93% of Democrats don't want this man. I'm thinking in my heart that this man that they put into the office of president is, uh, is nothing more than ego, that this is all about ego. And it has nothing to do with anything other than his own personal ego that is being stimulated and abused. And it is so embarrassing to watch the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and what he's doing in this country and the way he's acting and the way he's moving. He has demonized half this country. Uh, he has gone along with the puppeteers, and they are manipulating him. The ventriloquists are speaking through his mouth, and all he's getting is whatever his ego desired all along his whole life to be the president, and now he is unwanted by his own party, 93%. What do you think about that? I don't think he's uh, – I don't think he's ever uh, – thought that he was the president. I think he was what they made him to be. I think he, they got him thrown out there at gunpoint, maybe to save his own family, maybe to save him from dying in prison. They blackmailed him. They bought him off. He's just hes just a shell of a human being. But they got him propped up there. When all this stuff goes into the toilet, which it is right now, they have to have someone to blame, so they're going to blame one guy. And you know, it's I feel sorry for him. I tell you the truth. Every time I see him talk, I see where they have to tell him where to walk, where to stand, falling down on stairs, and you know, I kind of feel sorry for him because I'm thinking they get this poor old guy out there. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. He more probably more than deserves it, but I'm thinking. When he closes his eyes at night to sleep, he must be the most miserable man in the world because all he's doing, he's like a, he's like a target. He's like the guy in the, in the carnival that, that sits there uh, waiting for someone to throw a ball at him and uh, hit the little ringer there and he, and he falls down in the tub of water, you know? And uh, it seems like that's all he is. He's not, he's just what the, making him be and I and I really think they're making him be that and he's even said that I saw him tell Pelosi one time when he first got in he says just tell me what you want me to do tell me what you want to say what you want me to say and she says and she said don't let him talk don't let him talk because once again they're forcing a farce on the American people uh, just like the same farce that they've been uh, forcing on the American people ever since the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas, all these lies. It's it's all cosmetic. It's theater. It's what they want you to believe. They want you to focus on one guy. But you have to look at the real power behind these guys. These guys are just meat puppets. That's all they are. Uh, they're very evil. Don't get me wrong. They're part of that evil system. But they're not the real system. The real system is the evil force that's taken over our country internally and now working on getting it externally. So I look more towards that 
than I do towards what they throw up there they want you to look at, the new beach ball that they want you to play with to, to divert your attention from the real situation that's going on at the time. Mm. And right now, yeah, American really people set up for nuclear war. That's the real one. Yeah. And, uh, they kind of have to, you get, I think it's like a joke to them. But yeah. uh, they're dead serious about what they're doing. They want the destruction yeah. of the United States. And they just yeah. about got it. They just about, yeah. If God doesn't intervene, they'll have it. And the thing is, are we a friend or are we the enemy of God at this point, our country as a whole? That's That question has to be answered in your own life and in all that you have any control over. Are you a friend or are you an enemy of God? That's the question. As a, as a country, I think the answer is obvious now because of all the evil that we've endorsed and embraced that's even filtered down into, into the family level and to our young people. I mean, that okay. kind of evil will be addressed by God, will be. God, the Bible says God is not mocked. Amen. Uh, I've seen both sides of God. I've seen the loving side, but I've also seen the other hmm. side, the angry side, and the side where God uses uh, wrath and force to settle evil. I've seen that too. And i got to tell you, I'm... I have a fear of God. I really do because I've seen both sides. I want to stay on the good side. I want to stay on the yeah, good exactly. side. So what, 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 I, what I hear you saying is uh, it reminds me of the old movie with Frank Sinatra and then the newer one with Denzel Washington called The Manchurian Candidate. And this Manchurian Candidate is, you know, he's got a brain chip in him and they, they, he goes about his life, but when they want to control him, they stimulate the brain chip and he tells them what uh, they need, they want him to say. So we don't have an American Manchurian candidate. We have a globalist uh, Manchurian candidate in the name of this man, Joe Biden. And he is, I understand the feeling sorry for him. I do. Uh, But someone once said, uh, don't feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for our nation uh, because it's a sure sign of judgment. Um, And no one else could be so useful. I mean, to have a man like Joe Biden right now, somebody's profiting off of his uh, ineptness and off of his uh, Manchurianhood, if you want to call it that. And so, um, yeah, here we are. Here we are. And we're running out of time. Uh, Last minute or so, Brother Don, just what do you want to say to the people before we go? Pray for the body of Christ. Um, there's no reason to lose hope, none at all. This is a process. This is a stage of our country's uh, development. Um, and uh, its destruction will also be a stage uh, in which the country, I believe, is going to balkanize. The states are going to balkanize. They already have. Uh, balkanize means they suck into themselves. You have 50 states. And each one of them has to make a choice now. And you could say, are they going to be green or blue, or are they going to be red? Well, I, I, I guess I would say which state, if you have a state, how much does it honor the principles of the Lord God? Because that's what's going to preserve that state, and not force, not power, uh, but how much protection 
will that that unit state get from from heaven because of honoring God? And uh, right now they say the red states, you know, they're the the God lovers, and the blue states are the God haters. That's true to an extent. So we'll see how this this uh, all shakes out. I'm in Indiana right now. I love Indiana because of what it stands for. But but you know we have we have seeds of destruction sown here too. I, I know this governor. He's a great friend of Chinese, spent a year over there, and those are our enemies, and they love him to death. Well, they don't love him because they love him. They love him because of what he'll do for them uh, now and in the future. So you still have these seeds, you know. Yeah, that's uh, why our hope is ultimately – yeah, that's why our hope is ultimately not in America. Our hope is in the kingdom of God. And to every man, woman, and child that has faith in Jesus Christ, understands the word of God – walks in the Holy Spirit, understands Jesus Christ as our King, we have an eternal hope. The hope of America winning or the hope of America being saved, um, that hope is something that I would uh, walk away from and just say, you know, I'm not putting my hope in that. My hope is in God. My hope is in Christ. Uh, Brother Don, as always, you said some pearls, man, today, and you said things that Really, I hope people will go back and listen to again. Uh, we've been monitored the whole time. Our screens have been go- went on and off. Our, uh, our, our voice box here went on and off. And so to those that are monitoring, we hope that you heard a really honest message as well. And uh, if you think that we're missing it because you have a different plan, well, let's compare your plans to God's plans and let's see who's right. Uh, Don, that's it for us. God bless you, my friend. As always, have a great weekend. And I think we're going to have a lot to talk about on Tuesday. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. Good talking to you. Love God, trust God. Love God, trust God. I totally believe it. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. God bless. All right, we'll be. We're going to leave it there today, and uh, we'll be back Tuesday. Um, Kind of went in a direction that God wanted it to go in. You heard some incredible things today, and I hope that you took note of them. And if you have questions about what you heard today, or Anything that, you know, in your heart you thought about and you just, rather than carry it, let us know. Let us know your questions. We'll, we'll be more than happy to answer your text messages or emails. And you can always text us and email us. By the way, if you are in need of prayer for anything, if you're suffering today at any level and you just need prayer, uh, you're hurting physically, you need prayer, you're having an emotional problem with your family, you need prayer, friends, job, finances, whatever. If you need prayer, there's a number on the screen, 479-233-3774. 479-233-3774 is the number to call. There's going to be a friendly voice on the other side of that number uh, that will listen to what your prayer request is and will pray with you. And that is always good. I want to thank everybody for supporting the ministry. You could always send a gift to P.O. Box 100. Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. Um, Ministries all over the world are gaining support from their followers. Every single person out there. Um, The people that are tied to this ministry, I just want to say again, thank you for your continual support of this ministry. We do appreciate it. May God bless you richly for doing so. One of the ways to give, P.O. Box 100, you can mail your gift. Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. Also, you could go to our website at omegaradio.org, omegaradio.org, and you can digitally give your gift. 
One of the fun ways to do it is on your phone. You can just go to your text and text in the numbers 41088 and the small letters Omega. All together, 41088 Omega, and then type in the word given and it'll work you through it. So having said all of that, have a great weekend. It's good to be with you. We'll see you on Tuesday. Shalom and God bless.